Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? My name is Carl, and we have another full house. Uh, Imagine that. Imagine that. Tonight we have with me, uh, I have Ash. Hey there. I have Rob. Good evening. I have Kev. Hello. I have Scott. Hi. (laughs) And I have Mr. Spence. Hi, Carl. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about badass trucks. Fire trucks of all different types, including ours. But some crazy ones that we've seen on the web that we just want to talk about because they look ridiculous and insane and we want to buy them now. Uh, but first we're going to start with a little bit of a news segment and I believe that... In the news. <laughs> so I was on the internet the other day doing some reading and uh, this isn't super, super new. It was posted back in November. Um... We, Isn't that what you hear? Uh, reading things? It is reading. I like it for the article. Check it out, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, um, this kind of uh, rang true sort of for what we're going through with some of our training. So out in Ontario, Canada, um, the government is scrapping mandatory firefighter training cert- certification regulations. Um, so what they are up against out there, it sounds like, is um, they were going to implement in 2019 um, a level of training across the board from volunteer to uh, full-time guys uh, that everybody needs to be up to a certain standard. Now, it's not that they don't have a standard now. Right. It's just a, a newer standard that everybody had to sign off on. There was going to be certain training that they had to sign off on. Uh, very, very similar to what we have uh, out in our neck of the woods here that we've been going through. Um, and the reason that they're scrapping it out uh, east is due to money and how nobody has any. Um, the amount of money that it would take to <coughs> certify all of the departments across the board, even to the base standard uh, with all these specialized instructors is through the roof and there's no way that they can drop that kind of a budget on the taxpayers of each town, city, whatever, and make, you know, make that happen in a short period of time. So we went through that um, with what, what we have for training, all of the things that we have to sign off on, and some of our local neighboring departments were struggling with the same thing with the funding and how they're able to bring in these certified instructors to sign off on all these things. Uh, where we found a, I don't want to say a workaround, but we, we read the rules, we, we read what we're up against, and it's not a loophole. Just we, we managed to get our instructors um, to a level where we're able to sign off on all of our members internally and save literally thousands of dollars per course per firefighter. Um, and yeah, these guys out there have scrapped all of that and said, nope, we're going to kind of fly by the seat of our pants for now. And... Uh, yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's good you have a standard, mm-hmm. but it's it's bad when it's 
it has to be a certain standard that um, people are going to make money off, like the big training organizations are going to make a lot yes. of money off of. Um, and I think that's where that kind of badness comes from is, is when all of a sudden these uh, big fire schools are going to start making a ton of money off these small volunteer departments. Um, so it's it's kind of good to hear that Ontario is scrapping it, but I don't think they should go to the full extent of like, hey, just Wild West days. Yeah, um, and I think they are, the more I read into it, I think they are, it's to revisit. Um, right. They're not just going to scrap it and walk, walk away from it. But um, yeah, they are, it's, the information that I found was, was kind of mixed signal. But uh, it sounds like they're going more towards what, what we are able to do here. Oh. Um, where they're, they're they're trying to scrap it and then come back and revisit and make it where it's not a massive money grab because the way that they were trying to roll it out it, it would be yeah it's thousands and thousands of dollars per firefighter per t- to get specialized training from specialized instructors um, yeah and yeah it was it was just a, a big money circle that was it, and I think originally when ours got rolled out everybody thought like myself included, we mm-hmm. thought we had to do that, and then when we started really reading the regulations, it was yeah. actually just um, more in the fact that we could um, do our own training, like you were just saying. We could do our own internal training, mm-hmm. as long as it followed the the NFPA standards, Correct. and we could um, confirm through proper documentation being um, a good lesson plan, mm-hmm. um, good um, checkoffs for um, practical skills, and good um, written exams. So those are basically the three things. Those are basically the three things in almost any um, in any organization, really. You gotta have a you gotta have a lesson plan. To, yeah. You know, any even a school, you have to have your lesson plan. You have to have your kind of practical <coughs> skills, and you have to have your written test. So as long as you have all that documented and in, and stored in a location where someone mm-hmm. examined it later at a future date, that really makes yourself valid. Um, the only thing is, we know we can't train here, and then go to another place and be like hey i got this shiny certificate from this other department it so. means nothing <laughs> so which is fine because we don't we're not worried about that if someone wants to go to another department then go to another department get trained by them because mm-hmm. every department's going to be slightly different that's right and uh what we found is that our province really helped out especially with the basic level of of that certification program mm-hmm. yeah um, they pretty much spelled out the basic level Mm-hmm. And we just administered it. Um, Which is the, they wanted to. the playbook, right? The playbook, yeah. yeah. And, and we sure. went beyond, like, we go beyond in our training, like, way beyond we it. Yeah, for um, sure. But we get our base in, mm-hmm. and then we go far beyond it. But we also go, we go way off the manuals. Like, we go to more, we, we're trying to, like, we always talk, we're trying to look into the future to see mm-hmm. where, where things are going. <clears throat> so. And then Taylor, again, as, as you guys always do, Taylor up for... That's right. For what we use and what we need in the area that we most commonly use these tactics for, right? And I think if you get too stuck, like you guys all know this, if you get too stuck in these fire manuals and you have to follow these exact um, protocols all the time, and if you're stuck, you know, spending months training one thing just to get a check mark on a box or a piece of paper that says you're certified for this thing, um, I think you're wasting your training opportunities because there's only so many hours in a day we can, or sorry, so many hours in a week we can train. So many hours in a uh, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, basically... How it's, many? It's not so very many. So many, so many hours in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it gets, you know, yeah. like we, we broke it down. It's been broken down for us in a few different ways. <laughs> it could, you know, you literally, it can only be 25 practices a year after you take into account meeting nights and, 
and if there's a call that night, mm-hmm. then our practices shot, all this stuff, there might only be 25, 30 practices in the year if you're lucky. And uh, if you're spending 10 of those practices just on checking off on how to hit a hydrant, and you know, you're learning all the different hydrants that maybe not even in your area, but that's what the book says, and that's what the certificate you're going to yeah. get says, those training hours may be lost, and you're not getting the full benefit of, of training, I don't think, <coughs> for your area, too. It definitely seems impractical, mm-hmm. uh, at least yeah. for uh, for our situation. I, again, when you get back to um, full-time guys, I'm sure, because they've got that time all day, every day, yeah. uh, at least while they're on shift to be mm-hmm. to be doing that and going through that process. Well, a lot of those full-time guys, when they get hired, they're already trained to that standard because they're going through fire academies and fire schools. Mm-hmm. I think maybe one of the problems that the government was seeing was the, the really um, small departments, or even, lack of a better term, the lazy departments that didn't train they were just doing very bare minimum of just turning the hose on every once in a while and making sure their hot nozzles work and making sure the trucks have diesel mm-hmm. um you know that's one extreme <laughs> like and, but maybe they're not training to that level and that's what the government was trying to get to everybody to a certain level so they had to pick a level to go to um whereas we were always training to a higher level but now it almost feels like we were like oh we got to go down and back down to this level but we don't want to go down that level but we have to go down to that level to get the check boxes mm-hmm. and then go back up. So, yeah. 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 But I think now as well, because we've, we've got that, because um, before we were, especially with new guys, right? Because we had the problem that you guys were discussing before was we were getting new guys in um, when we had a little bit of a turnover thing going on there. And you were having to start new training for new guys. And then it was just completely throwing everything off with your training patterns. Because now you've got to teach five new guys um, yeah. some the the base tactics before they can get thrown out into the rest of the the gen, general population with the rest of us right like um, and now obviously with taking people on at a certain time of year that training flows consistent from that level well and, and I we said this the thing is we weren't taking five new guys on at once we were taking one guy on here one guy on here like a month later another guy comes on so that's why we were getting that kind of loss in training that those gaps in that training now with the taking on five at once in like a September time frame, that that's what been working for us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much touched on every aspect of that quickly. Uh, one little offshoot of that, because um, it's kind of like YouTube. Once you click on a link, you just keep going. Um, and it was, I got into the center. Was it a cat playing ping pong? Was it Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks against the cat? Against the cat. I, I guess the Google got involved and seeing that I was looking at the center of the universe, which is back East Canada. Um, <laughs> so it's a hockey thing. The Maple Leafs, yeah, the yeah, center yeah. of the world. Yeah. Um, so another thing that's happening out there, uh, and it came down to, I'm sure it was money and other things because everything does seem to revolve around that. Uh, no. They just passed. I, I don't know where we are. Uh, out west, say, um, they are allowing people to be full-time guys and then on their time off, volunteer at a volunteer department. And that just passed this fall, hmm. where uh, yeah, back back east, if you were a... Because um, a lot of people will have full-time job, like be a full-time guy in a city, but then live in a suburb. So they've got X amount of days off. They're highly trained, skilled people, and they've got a smaller volunteer department they weren't 
allowed per their union and blah 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 so they have just passed now where they are able to go back and volunteer in their smaller departments i can see that annoying i think they can do that in the u.s of a I think they can do that here. I think they can do that here. Yeah, yeah. what they call that double, day. double hat, double. Yeah, two hat or yeah. One, one firefighter, two hat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> two firefighters, one hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Say something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't have a department close enough to us that would be full time. That would mm-hmm. probably be an issue. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Couple up north. Yeah. yeah. Not too far. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll ask a special guest that may or may not be coming on the episode. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a challenge, though? Like like a full-time guy working in a small department. Oh, in our other department, this yeah. is how things are done. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it would go the other way. Maybe, yeah. you know, you're going to get some, some skills and some tactics from a full-time guy that's yeah. going to be able to teach some other people some some better ways of dealing with things. Right? And it might The flow. flip side. Yeah, because he might mm-hmm. be like, oh... Th- when he gets back to his full-time department, like hey, the uh, volunteer guys, this is how they improvise this one thing because we didn't yeah. they didn't have this. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah he was hey, what also... if they came here? <laughs> Where's my trumpet? <laughs> <laughs> that would depend on where the eagles lie. It's true. Mm. It's so true. Yeah. Where the eagles lie? Where the eagles? Eagles. <laughs> where the eagles? Eagles. Where, oh, oh, where are eagles there? Is that where eagles there? Is that like butterfly eagles? Or extrication. Otter extrication. Oh, the otter's on the eagles. Oh, my God. Chaos. Moving on. We're kind of like YouTube or the Googles. We just go off on tangents. All on our own. You may also be interested in eagles and otters eating. We're like individualized pop up ads. Uh, I seen you were searching for Big War. Um, <laughs> now we're going to go into the, the video segment, which seems to be becoming a thing. But we, uh, again, down the loophole of YouTube, uh, some of us got lost in uh, looking for badass trucks. And <laughs> Type in badass trucks, and you get some pretty yeah. sweet things. Not badass fire trucks. Yeah, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to discuss a few of those. I think, uh, Kev, you're, you're taking the first one, I think, right? Sure. We want to buy these. If anyone knows of some cheap ones going, like there aren't a few million dollars. I, I think this one's way. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if we actually want to buy any of these. Big engine. Maybe the other. Maybe the bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> so bulldog I, I, uh, I took the uh, the big wind, is what it's called. It, uh, the world's biggest and most powerful fire engine truck ever built. Air quotes. We're, we're yeah, dubbing, air quotes there. We're dubbing again, Big Wind the Warren truck. <laughs> You're welcome, Warren. <laughs> so, big Wind just really smells. <laughs> so this thing, they uh, used it back in the day to help put out the oil field fires back in Iraq. and The first, first war. Yeah, yeah after mm, back in the 1990s. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it has two ten foot long MIG fighter jet engines mounted on top of a forty six ton <laughs> tank. So this thing's all sorts of awesome, and uh, generates twenty seven thousand pounds of thrust and can expel eight thousand gallons of water per minute. <laughs> so. Right. So we, yeah. like, literally, can you imagine this thing? Like you, you pull up to a structure fire. You get, you get like you know maybe within about five to twenty feet, and then five you turn to twenty up. feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to put that fire 
All right. <laughs> you turn on the MIG <laughs> engines. You don't need and water you take out a, a C block with this thing. <laughs> MIG engines dumping how much? 8,000 8, gallons per minute. There's no structure fire. There's no more exposure. <laughs> no demo. It's like yeah. it's going out a birthday cake. <laughs> that is a mic drop body yeah. right there. That's the a neighboring thing. town has the cleanup team. <laughs> I would still like to see one used, like after watches in the wildfire. Mm-hmm. See what would happen as a fire guard or something. It's kind of like there's a video and we tried it actually um, getting the uh, leaf the blower, backpack sprayer, the black backpack leaf blower sprayer thing. And blowing out the fire. And there's videos on that, too, of guys using that. And we kind of tried it. It worked somewhat. Yeah. But it did blow sparks everywhere. It did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what the uh, big big wind would do. <laughs> blow sparks to the next blow province. A tree. <laughs> it would, well, that tree is 100 meters away. I was say, it wouldn't send the sparks. You'd literally yeah. just see a pine going <laughs> through the air at, like, 400 meters. But I just wonder from a distance if it would... Uh, if it'll make it rain more, I don't know. Imagine that pine on fire as it was flying through the air. Yeah. A <laughs> pine inferno. Pine inferno. Pine Yep. So, if you're using this thing out on scene, and something got damaged, like, how would you go back to the chief and be like, look, chief, I was out there, you know, it was working really good, and then I broke a big wind. <laughs> wow. This is where uh, we get unsubscribes. Um, yeah. <laughs> do we get unsubscribes? I don't know. Actually. I don't think we can unlike it. Thanks don't don't lot, try. Don't, don't, yeah. don't try. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do so, um. Good <laughs> <laughs> talk. Uh, there was the other one on there, the, the bulldog. Now, this thing, this thing was beast. Right. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is this is like born and bred America right here. This truck. <laughs> this truck is America. Plus the Australians have trucks like this. I know. What? No, yeah, this yeah. One, this one. In the demo oh. video, like it's this one. It's definitely American. Merc, this yeah. one's America. Yeah. <laughs> it made um, me proud. It's a beast. Yeah. It's a beast. Yeah. Max Maxim named it air quotes. Uh, world's most badass fire truck. And looking at flags on the side. Looking at, at mm-hmm. the pictures, this thing is some kick ass. I, I feel like Maxim didn't check out Big Wind. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for Big Wind here. Stupid Max. <laughs> uh, just looking yeah. here at some That's of the. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, just so. looking at some some of the specs here. You know, it's an international 7400 4x4. Uh, you know, it weighs two, uh, 26,000 pounds. So That's a big, heavy truck. A uh, lift lifted. Good. Yeah. Ten and a half foot clearance. Um, foot clearance. I, don't, I mean, it, from what I saw, of it, <laughs> it's like a lot. Yeah. It was a ten. It was a tender. It could be ten and a half feet. Not ground clearance. Uh, no, it just. It, I don't know. <laughs> Overall height, maybe. I don't know. Clearance, ten point five feet. Anyways, it looked like yeah. a monster. For getting into yeah. some of the areas, especially for again getting yeah. back to that kind of brush fire stuff, they show it on the video where it's going and it's taking out like a propane it's, tank and it's. It's got think, a tank on it. I mean, they're. Yeah. It 2, has 1,500 gallons yeah. of go anywhere. Yeah, remote yeah, yeah. monitor. Is it a remote monitor on the bumper, doesn't it? Remote yeah. monitor mm-hmm. on the front. It also had, like, spray like nozzles. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like sprinkler yeah. things. So yeah. great for, like, I mean, uh, it's a, it's basically a massive forward foot built perfectly for... God, there's always one. <laughs> <laughs> there's always you. 
I was looking at the video. <laughs> oh, That's what a bulldog sounds again. like, folks. Yeah. So this, it looks like it's mainly for for brush fire. I mean, even though they're using it in an instant when they're they're coming up behind a building and putting out a propane tank, it looks like. Um, it looks like it's more for, for, for wildfire. I mean, definitely we can't talk enough about it because, I mean, you've got to really go look at the pictures and the video online mm-hmm. to really get an idea what this thing is. Like, I mean, yeah. driving through cars and putting out I mean, fires. They've, out, yeah. they've outfitted this thing with, what did they say, 54-inch 54 54 54 tires? 54-inch military Hemet tires? Whoa! Sounds like a monster. So, mm-hmm. is that the impressive? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got the impressive one. <laughs> well, I, I still think this would be great for tourist season. The big wind, trying to get and stuff. The big wind, the bulldog. Oh, the, 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 the big wind. Cars <laughs> out. The cars yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, the bulldog. Just to finish off on that one, um, Fort Gary fire trucks, sort of localish in Winnipeg. Yeah. Make something really similar to that. <laughs> huh. Um. Right. Now, on the other, on another part of the world, it's Chinese. <laughs> they they just <laughs> Chinese. Women, yeah. <laughs> so what they have is a missile launcher that puts out fires, and it's it's for high rise fires. So it put it it has like some kind of uh, laser tracking device, so they can actually drive up, and it will uh, measure the distance from the the launcher to the building, and it's 24, 24 pods, and they can do um, single. Like like a single missile, or it can do a cluster, cluster bomb. So as it gets closer to the building, it'll it'll uh, deploy and it will be a cluster um, of basically dry chem. And it'll put an apartment fire. It's nuts. <clears throat> so like for mutual aid, you could just be in your town, <laughs> in your city, in your own town, just launch at, launch at the other town. <laughs> a lot of it looked like it was it was fully automated too. It didn't even look like there was it was even really fully being controlled. Um, it, it's, it's like a mobile. It was like a mobile SAM site, right? Like it was. It is. I think it's a missile. I think it's a <laughs> missile launcher from World War Two, and it was like, hey, that's some uh, surplus we have. Let's turn that into something else. Yeah, yeah. Brand new ordinance. Paint it red. Yep. Paint it red and shoot. Call it a fire truck. <laughs> shoot stuff out of it. We can still shoot stuff. And just... yeah. Shoot uh, fires instead. That's new enemy. <laughs> so that's that one. Um, yeah. So those are the, those are the three badass fire trucks we saw. We're we're gonna we'll post the we'll post the videos and stuff so everybody can take a peek. But we are gonna be talking about badass trucks. That was our segue into uh, mainly talking about kind of our trucks and the things we have and uh, the bits and pieces on them. And then we're actually gonna talk a little bit about our new build of truck that we're potentially, hopefully, potentially been getting for five years. <laughs> yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not quite that excited about it yet. No. <laughs> I wasn't excited about it at all. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, per- perpetually <laughs> four, four years, years from now. Oh, it's yeah. 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 So, Mr. Andrew? Spence. Never gets any closer. Is it engine? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Over to you, Mr. Spence, seeing as you are uh, our, our engine person. We're just going to leave. This is the Spencer show. This is the technical aspect. This is the fire truck. This is the Spencer show. So what do you want to know? What, uh... Well, uh, maybe let's start with uh, what with what vehicles we actually have in our fleet. Well, we've got two engines. We've got a rescue. We've got a couple utility vehicles. A duty truck. A <laughs> bush truck. A pair of tenders. Bush. What did I miss? A I'm sure in a pair of trades. A pair of trades. I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got older. Yeah. No, I mean, 
Yeah, a couple of yeah. utilities. Yeah. Okay. So to delve a little deeper into each one, our two engines are. Uh, Are you having a stroke? They're both um, thousand gallon pumpers. Um, they're thousand gallon per minute pumps. They hold a thousand gallons in the tank. Uh, got ladders on them. That's one, one minute of water. If you can get them going that fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you can't because no. the suction on them. Yeah. That's technical asset that you don't know about. It's <laughs> <laughs> to do with pump. That's the yeah. extra smart fairy. That's the yeah. unicorn. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. unicorn yeah. with the uh, pocket protector and the glasses. The big yeah, win with the dumbo that much. <laughs> Stick to your elves with strolls. <laughs> the noisy cricket would do it. <laughs> <laughs> the noisy cricket would not. <laughs> so we've oh, got. Actually, just maybe. maybe. No. 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 Let's pause and go find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About four hundred gallons per minute. Three hundred seventy-five. Uh, yeah. So we've got two. Uh, we've got two main trucks that we use for uh, the the fighting of the fire, and then we have our rescue vehicle. Those are pretty much our main ones, along with one or two of the the other tenders, really, that we mainly bring to to the majority of fires. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 four trucks that are sort of at the front of our hall are probably our main front line. We've got two engines, um, a rescue and a forestry bush truck, and typically on a, any whatever kind of fire we're whatever kind of emergency we're dealing with, one of those is going to leave first, and the rest of them are kind of like support vehicles. Um, yeah, so a pair of engines. Uh, they're top mount pumps. We've got hail pumps. Why the top mount? I believe the theory behind that is so that the operator can have a better view of the scene compared to a side mount pump where the operator is standing on the ground and relies a whole lot on radio communications. So I completely agree with this. And mm. I'm going to go to that fire, that, that wildfire. That. Yep. Yeah, right. So we talk about, we spoke about this on one of the episodes where um, where Ash kind of pulled me out where I didn't have my SCBA on and it was in the grass fire and the wind changed. <clears throat> now, the because uh, Dennis was actually on the top deck pumping, he could see us on the one side, but then when the fire jumped the road, he could see it happen. Mm. If And I was up at another hall recently doing my air brakes course, and uh, their new truck, and even their other truck, and then when I drove by the other hall on the way home, their trucks were out being washed, yeah. and they're all side pumped too, and I was just like, it doesn't make, it, it just didn't make sense to me, and I don't know, and I'm sure mm. somebody in the comments and stuff will, will argue for the side mounts, but... I just feel like that that bed, that top mount, and pumping from that platform gives you so much more visibility of what's going on. We still have communication mm -hmm. with the guy, um, but he's got eyes on scene. You know, it's it's a higher platform. You've got views of both sides of the truck. 360, really. It's, it's side mount's definitely more of a city truck because you're going to a fire where if you park on this side, you're going to see the fire. Right, like you're, you know where the fire is. It's gonna be in that building there. It's right. gonna be all around you, for the most part. Um, that's why I, I believe that's why it's a city thing because I think it gives you more, probably gives you better capacity on water. Maybe it gives you more, more hose, more like just more, more room in general. What you sacrifice with a top mount pump is size. Yeah. Our fire trucks are very, very long. I don't know if you've noticed that they're they're freaking huge. Yeah, because they are conventional cabs, so they have a big hood sticking out that holds <clears> the <throat> engine, and right. then the cab. And then a place for the operator to stand, and then the pace for the valves to be, and then the rest of the fire truck starts from there. Mm -hmm. So our fire trucks are huge. You know, um, side mounts are very 
compact. Mm. It needs to get the same amount of stuff <clears throat> in it. Good for compact. cities. Good for cities. <clears throat> That's so good for some of the smaller departments that you're just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It, I thought it was a bit of a weird choice, especially seeing as you know we're we're like wildfire, grass fire central in the summer. I just for that reason <clears throat> alone, having that three sixty degree point of view of your vehicle. Yeah. Um, and especially with the, the you know ignitions of spot fires, just one ember over the top of your vehicle. Because obviously uh, you shouldn't be in that position if you're parked in the right spot. But sometimes you do not have that option, uh, at least initially, when the first stuff starts and you're starting to pump, right? Things change. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if the the place you're at, where the air brakes, um, because they're run by a different organization than we are. <laughs> Maybe. Stole it again! <laughs> a few weeks in a row! <laughs> Is that they get more of a generic truck, whereas right, what yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about later, maybe Rob can talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob didn't stab it's me in the neck. <laughs> um, is, is how we go about building our trucks. We'll get to you later in the episode. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is maybe because those are governed by a different body, yeah. that they don't have much of a say in what goes into their truck. Right. That's what you just so, said. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Well, okay, exactly. You're so angry. But, yeah, yeah, because we have more of a say, we're, you know, because of our town, we have more of a say in what we want to see. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, really this, and maybe Spencer or anybody else that's been around fire trucks and such for... I'll pretend to know. Right? <laughs> um, we have... <laughs> fire trucks build out of other trucks like our trucks could be many many things but we decided to put fire engine stuff behind it mm-hmm. where some of these other apparatus they cab over trucks they're they're fire truck fire trucks they i don't know if you can have a top <coughs> top mount hey, on I those think you still can yeah can, hey, yeah they're just pretty would, big yeah maybe you're talking about the the custom cab uh, yeah. trucks that are made by Spartan and Rosenbauer and mm-hmm. people like that yeah. um, they are big trucks also yes um, you can fit eight guys mm-hmm. in some of them in the cab is it the gladiators yeah, yeah the gladiators chassis yeah and some and, of those um, have like a cab over mid mount panel yep yeah. pump yeah. Station, station and closed pump, pump station you call those a crown cab that's okay. a third kind right. and that's uh, yeah the downside of that is it get hot inside because it's mm-hmm. a, a big greenhouse that you're Operator standing in, very very warm. And you're AC. very limited in your air well, I was gonna say, yeah. 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 you're so pumped in the AC. Yeah, It'd be back, super back to, awesome in the winter. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Well, back to back to Spence picking his position when it comes to wildfire season. Just chilling yeah. in the AC cab. Winter, forty degree weather, like yeah. Uh, guy's just banging on the window, <laughs> yeah. sitting in your lawn chair. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about because um, we we have discussed it a little bit, but uh, the about the 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 lays the bed lays that we have, um, the deployable stuff on the sides, right. and then maybe some other um, host tactics, just to, just to show what we use for what works for <coughs> us as a rural community. Yeah. So our cross lays, also known as a preconnex, um, are set up in a minute man lay. Because uh, they're quick. Yeah. Minute man. Because they don't make a mess. Yeah. They deploy deploy way easier than some of the other ones. Um, Like the AAA. I don't really know how to use that one anymore. We had to learn it at one point. But but the Minute Man is probably by far the the kind of gold standard of how to get a hose to where you want it to be. Without having a whole cluster of of stuff. 
Um, so really, our, cro- our anything that's plumbed in pretty much runs yeah. off the Minuteman right now. Like even our we put, we've took our two and a half up as a Minuteman now. It makes for a pretty big um, pull at first because you're pulling that big stack of holes like off. Man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a minute man. <laughs> big Walter. Um, it's uh, so we have 150 feet on our Minutemen, so it gets us the distance we need usually. We and then we can always attach more to it, which brings us to our Cleveland roll. Um, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, including probably our last episode. Um, the Cleveland roll is usually set up. We have it actually set up on the back of the truck right now. Um, in a kind of specially designed, custom built. Yeah, custom holder. built sort of tray. Custom built holder that we can access easily. So that's our Minuteman, and then we also have uh, what we refer to as a Siamese. And I think in the strictest sense, it isn't a, it isn't a Siamese, but we call it a Siamese because it's it's two hoses that look the same. <laughs> so ours is a gated Y that goes from two and a half to two one and a half. Yeah, a and Siamese a true Siamese is different. Two um, two and a half. Or two two and a half is coming off of one. And a half. Yeah, but if we call it a Siamese, and that's what we've always called it, so if we say bring the Siamese out, people know what we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, like Spencer just said, we we have a we have a gated Y with a small length of hose on it, small two and a half, and then uh, inch and a half coming off that that are uh, set at hundred feet. And we pull that off, and we would use the two and a half inch. Um, Supply line. Supply line that we would use for our, the same thing that we use for our nozzle, for our two and a half inch nozzle. Mm-hmm. That would be our supply line of water to that Minuteman. Or sorry, Minuteman. Um, Siamese. Good thing about a Siamese, the one, the way we have it set up is we can get um, longer reach um, with those two inches. Or the, with the start with those two hoses. So if we have to park like a long way down our driveway and pull in, we can we can pull that supply line farther with well, the two and a half and then hook those inch and a halves up. And starter fire attack. So I think that's, and then we also have, uh, you know, on the back of the truck, we always have the hydrant supply, um, which is two and a half. And then we have an inch and a half, kind of just a bed of inch and a half sitting up there. And we had been talking about it. We don't remember the last, a lot of us don't remember the last time that was actually ever deployed. So there's some talk and we discussed, we talked about it in the last episode, we haven't got around to it yet. Is um is reorganizing that um that bed basically <coughs> definitely a winter task for sure yeah and something maybe a little bit more practical something that we would use more because there is definitely more stuff I think we could use maybe even half and half like a forestry some forestry stuff up there some wildland mm-hmm. gear up there because you know the engines go to wildland fires a couple more Cleveland rolls yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah a whole plethora of Cleveland rolls bed of Cleveland rolls yeah. you know or even Running a few more Minutemen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's options. We we just we have to figure them out. Yeah. And what it takes to figure it out is a bunch of hard work, strip the hose, set it up, see if it works, just like we did for the two and a half. Mm-hmm. It took us four or five hours to do both trucks. Yep. And we were playing around to see how many hose lengths, what we had to do. It took us a bit, but once we have it, it's on there now. It's worked well. Well, it's that discussion that we had last week when we were saying, you know, don't look at everything with old eyes. Just take a fresh look. Have a, have a peek at your vehicles. Like, see what you're actually using. If there's stuff there that's got so much dust on that's never been moved, maybe you should move it. Maybe you should think about a new way of positioning those things and, and put stuff on there that you will use in, the, in a configuration that you know is quick and useful for the job that you do pretty consistently. Um, 
because even to rare occasions on stuff, a, a hose pull is a hose pull. You're getting the water to where it needs to be yep. through pulling that line. So how are you deploy that fastest if you've got space being taken up? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something you need to take a peek at. Yeah, for sure. We, I mean, to bring that back to us, we... <laughs> we <laughs> Just give me the eyeball. We, yeah. Spencer's looking deep into my soul. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have caught on, but we're pretty about the cleaver roll. Oh, I think you're talking about us. <laughs> no, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are aware of this, eh? Yeah. Our listener. Um, what? Two years ago? No, not even. We used to have one cleaving roll in the worst spot possible. It was... We talked about the two and a half as a pre-connect now, where before it was an afterthought. The cleaver roll you used to have to have somebody climb up on top of the truck. What's even an afterthought? It was like, it was like why is it here? Yeah, yeah. Why is that thing wasting a hose? I remember the first time, and it was we had up at the golf course, where I think you were on the second truck coming up, and the first thing you did was like rip up top and threw it down at me. I'm like, yes, this is happening. <laughs> and now it's one of the first things we grab because it's more accessible because we moved it and that's you know being able to grab something have it having it ready um people are we're creatures of habit well the management changed too yeah no for <laughs> sure i mean we had a lot of help there as well it did help. um but i mean just putting it there now and then we come back to we're going to any fights a dumpster fire. Bring the two and a half out. Yeah. I was just about to say, right? it was one of those things that, again, it took a while for everyone right. to be like, well, yeah, yeah. And we finally had a fire where you could use it. Great. Yeah. Right? That was the one that, but every other, well, I And now it's use the first it, right. thing. Like, nobody, it's the first discussion we're having. Well, it the, makes the fire yeah. two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fear is over. The fear of it burning through water in 10 seconds is over. Yeah. Like, mm. The math. <laughs> Well, for the most part, it is like the fear of it. The fear of it, that thing running out, us running out of water, because we haven't run out of water yet on it. And like, obviously, we run out of water because we eventually every truck's gonna run out of water. But we haven't ran out of water when we critically needed it using That's it, right. and for any of the fires we've been to using it, um, because we have some protocols in place where mm -hmm. at half a truck, we relay down the line. We're at a half, half a tank, back. yeah, mm -hmm. scale it back, and and then now that we we can break it down into that mm -hmm. inch and a half. Um, Follow through, follow up line. So, yeah, I think that fear is going away, and it's definitely getting called out for a lot of big fires, now, yeah. or for a lot of fires. And it's nice for us being the type of department that we are that we can customize our trucks yeah. to hold whatever kind of lay in mm -hmm. devices that we want. Yeah, play around with it a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, let's yeah, maybe that, that freedom. Let's maybe talk about that a little bit, and let's let's get into the the customization piece. Well. Yeah, for sure. We should talk about that because it's a wonderful truck. This one, oh. the high five truck. We need oh. to talk about five. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh, okay, I was gonna right. talk about. It. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, but we should talk about it. So we, I think you're referring to the rescue truck. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah, it's not yeah. a pumper. Yeah, it's a has a pump on it. it. Has a pump on it. Yeah. Mm. It can pump. It can pump. And it, it should pump more. It should pump more. It should be our. I think it should be our. Backup. Our line that we pull when we are doing um, fire suppression for any vehicle, or sorry, for any MVA, it should be the mm -hmm. line pulled. An engine should not be tied up. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Which I think we're 
we're really getting there. Starting to do that. To do yeah. that. People just have to yeah. remind. I think yep. we have to remind each other. Yeah. Because yep. it's definitely. Um, well, I think it again goes back to that because I've been on that truck and said, okay, when we're having the plan in the back, I'll grab the line. You get, wait a minute. We don't need a line pull. Yeah. So, well, how do you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, like, are, we it, always need a line still, pull. Yeah. We yeah, always need a line pull. It's still that um, conversation of, yeah. you know, oh, you're going to put a line for yeah. this yeah. and it's going to take you stage to load yeah. it again. And there's yeah. still some of that mentality. Yeah. It's going away. It is absolutely yeah. going away, but. But fire control on a car crash is kind of like writ on a structure fire in yeah. that it's the second due's yeah. responsibility because the first crew is dealing with the, the crash and the, mm-hmm. the patients there, whereas the, um, we have to just remind ourselves that that second crew doesn't necessarily have to use the truck that they rode on. Yeah. They can advance their manpower, yeah. start up the pump on the rescue truck, yeah. and use its resources because it's already tied up. Yeah. And I mean, originally, like when they first get there, I shouldn't say we need a line puller to wait. We need a, a extinguisher. Definitely yeah. should come out the truck right away for that 360. Because it's not like the car, if we get there and the car's on fire, obviously it's a different matter. Which, I mean, a couple times we've come to car fire, or accidents where the car's made on fire. Um, but for the most part, we get there, it's just an accident, but you still need some sort of fire suppression in case it catches on fire. I don't know if it would ever burst into flames and everything and stuff is on fire. It's not Hollywood. Yeah, it's not Hollywood. Where it's like, it's oh man, cur- there's a smolder. And the wires, the wires going. Boom! No, it's not going to do that. It's probably going to be like, it'll like, hey, that there's something smoking over there. Oh, now there's a small flame. Okay, so I'm going to go get something. Let's put that out. Something you can initially suppress with the can and while they're pulling hose. I mean, obviously there's fuel spill and stuff. It'd be a different matter. Yeah. So a little bit of background on that truck and why there's water on it. Um, a lot of places probably just have a rescue that's strictly a rescue. Um, our fire district is very large. It's very long. Um, and we also spread out into the mountains to the east and west of our north-south long district. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? No, everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking You're about. Mechanic, you're a mechanic, not a navigator. <laughs> Anyway, to the east and the west are zones that we cover for road rescue, but not for fire suppression. Right. So we're not going to send an engine up to the top of the ski hill and up to the top of the other side of the mountain. Yeah. However, we need to send a truck that's self-sufficient because we know that these car crashes can turn into car fires. Mm-hmm. So that truck needs to be specked out with water and a pump. Actually, that truck has foam on it as well. It does. Mm-hmm. With specialized nozzles. Yeah, yeah. Foam inductor nozzles. Yeah. Yeah, they're fancy. Yeah. So that rescue truck um, is obviously has all of our tools on it. Um, plumbed in. It's got a... It basically runs off of electricity. It's got a great big generator powered by the truck's engine. Um, the power is... We've got a command light up on top. <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> it's the International Santa Hand Signal for Command Light. Signals. Our... Uh, Rescue tools, the pump for them, are powered by an electric pump. Um, so most everything on that truck is powered by electricity, whereas some rescue tools are gas-powered, small units, like on our second oh, engine, yeah. has uh, that set. But on our rescue truck is mostly electric, and it's powered by this great big generator. Which is powered by the... Which is powered by the truck's engine. <laughs> That's right. So similarly to our engines are powered by our truck engines and the pumps... Mm-hmm. Same idea. Is the because I've never really looked at. I gotta say, is there, is it the same kind of pumping mechanisms that we have on the other two, or is it different again? 
It's actually the no. same as our water tender. It's, it's the same as yeah. yeah. our yeah. brand new tender. Yeah. Which maybe we'll, we'll segue to that. <laughs> the water tender. Yeah. So we have two water tenders. Um, one is two, the newest one is two thousand gallons, um, and it's it has a pump on it, which is the same as our rescue truck, and um, it's got an articulating dump it valve. Does, yeah. So we can and extending and extending. Mm -hmm. So we can actually put down two um, portable tanks, and rather than just filling one and then having to move the truck, we can just fill and then swing the arm over to the other side and fill two. I don't know if we've done that very often. Fill two at once. Um, it, but it's something we definitely can do. Um, so we can fill, because each portable tank holds a thousand gallons, so we can fill two of those and then carry on and go refill. The other one is an older truck. You were saying, were you saying it? What kind of truck did it used it. to be? Oh, that was a truck? Yeah, because that wasn't a spec. No, <laughs> that truck wasn't, was that a spec? That was made truck? by in house, by our guys. Oh, the old, the old, the old mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it was a proof of concept that they said, hey, we think we need a water tender. And I believe the town didn't really buy into that. Right. So, yeah. So rather than having the town buy them, they, I don't know how they scrounged the money together to buy the truck and the tank. And it's got a small Honda pump on it, but they kind of built it in-house. And it's definitely saves their butt having two tenders because a lot of departments around here only have one tender and they're, they have issues. Yeah, having that second tender is a lifesaver. Yeah, it has been, especially on the on a lot of the grass fires for yeah. sure. Because yeah. you know we're we're going through so much with two vehicles spaced out. It's yeah, really spaced difficult. Out for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. like when you're trying to get, um, you know, on the different flanks, it's for one tender to be able to do that. It's a challenge. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. very lucky. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, over to the customization. Want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. You want me to start? Absolutely, you do. All right. Um, most of our trucks have little touches that are very personal to our department. Um, starting from the engines, have a pull-out slide where you can stand on that makes a great big platform to load your pre-connects. That's something that not a lot of other places have. Um, the manufacturer that we get a lot of our stuff from has since started to implement that on other people's trucks but we were the first ones to to do that matter of fact we had our older engine retrofitted to that style after the fact like after we made it on the on the second engine um and i That's was about hub we hub. mentioned before gary so we might as well mention yeah hub. yeah yeah <laughs> hub is we get a half lot of, of our, our trucks vehicles, yeah right? half of our, half of our, our trucks hub. are hub mm -hmm. um fairly local to us in the scheme of things um, yeah, and we have a really great relationship with them. Um, we deal with them a lot and they help us, we help them. Um, you were saying about the generator on the engines, mm. is that something that's custom to us? I think so as well. Uh, the generators that are underneath the cab, I think when our first, which is a 2001, I believe, yeah. um, <clears throat> We said we wanted a generator on that, or I think Vic said, actually, that we wanted a generator on there. And they said, no, it can't be done. And Vic came back with drawings and specs of a generator <laughs> and said, here you go. Yes, it can be done. Good job, Vic. They said, huh, what do you know? It can be done. And they put it in there. So they've got a, uh, I believe it's a Kubota generator that's underneath the 
driver's side passenger door step board. Oh. So just to be clear, the rear passenger on the driver's side. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah, so it's uh, mounted there permanently, and uh, the controls for it are up on the pump operator yeah. panel. And I think since then, they've implemented that generator on all of their trucks since then. Nice. Sounds like Vic should have got a little bit of commission there, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah. Missed his calling. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember hearing something about on the newest tender a round versus square dump. But I wasn't sure what that was all about. Sounds <laughs> awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. Um, most dumps these days are square. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with automatic valves. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, because, yeah, sure. yeah, you look at most of the tenders around nowadays, and like you said, they're square, but ours is ours is round. Yeah, even Which, that, to me, is a, it's a pipe. Even on that bulldog, it's square. square. Yeah. <laughs> on that bulldog truck, it's yeah. square. Maybe it's something to do with the, uh, I don't know, like erosion? Because I if see. you look at the, the tubes on ours, right, like they're kind of rested along that one bump. I don't know. Yeah. I'm shooting. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if shooting it's about. this reason, but I was talking today with Richard about our tender um, that we currently are using and the the port on the back and a lot of them that are that square, they actually have separate troughs that hook in, much like a cement truck mm-hmm. might. Yeah. And I think that's why the design of that uh, oh, okay. maybe for better storage, but because of the way that we had ours designed, which is much like an elephant trunk off the back of it that can extend and swing around. Um, again, something that they said that couldn't be done and with the type of butterfly valve that was there, um, some of our guys that were on the committee to design that truck came back and said, if you do, there's no specific set of regulations that this truck has to have that size of valve and that size of port if you put this in, you can get away with it, and um, that's what we've got there. So it seems our it, it seems a lot of the the custom designs that we've come up with have been then further utilised in in future builds um, to the point where. So I'm, I'm wondering what's coming next because aren't we looking at we're looking at building one now? Is that correct? Yeah, the seeds are being planted for a new truck. Um, my suspicion would be that we're going to get one very similar to the engines that we have, the two that we have. It would be very similar to that um, with any other modifications we can come up with. Um, but again, there's going to be a committee of guys that... Like a deck gun. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if we did a deck gun. We got to play with the deck gun a couple weeks ago, and it was entertaining. But it, I think it was a novelty. Yeah, it might be all yeah. that's needed is, is for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. You definitely but have to have the water supply. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if it would. Uh, I was trying to think of because when I went up to do my air brakes the other day, it, they got one on one of their old trucks, and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of neat." Where would I use that? Yeah, like, does it have like, the reach really to kind of do what we want to do? A couple cause... fires I could think of that we could have used a deck gun. Hotel fire comes to mind. Um, because it was hydrants, running off hydrants, mm-hmm. um, school fire maybe, um, but even trust, then we can't really go away for our distance, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you never get close enough there. So, uh, car fires. Well, well, yeah, why? Exactly. <laughs> um, because you still have to go in and finish it off, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. Is it really worth it? I mean, 
I mean, like a portable monitor, I think, is is a better investment if we were going to invest in something like that. Something where we can actually move it to where we need it, put it down, and let us do it. Let it do, right, do its right, job. Right. So you're literally just almost like a sprinkler off of the truck. You're just going to just kind of attach a hose to it and stick it over somewhere. Is that what you mean? Kind of a big sprinkler, but yeah. No, yeah, like yeah. A, like the monitor we currently have. Only our monitor that we currently have is, okay. is big and old. Where you can get you can get newer ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't. I mean, with that monitor, we don't use very often. Um, well, I assume that. Yeah, I don't know obviously. Yeah. We use it at the big uh, warehouse fire or the manufacturing fire that you yep. were talking about when with. Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last time it got pulled. And and it's old and it leaks and it's really not efficient. Um, it's probably something that if we were going to look at something to get a new thing rather than a deck gun would be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just because it's portable then. Like a portable yeah. monitor is better than a fixed monitor. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the coffins on the top of Rescue. Yeah. I think those are our design. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. The ladder to get up there is. Yeah, the ladder is a sliding ladder. a yeah. retractable movable ladder. And they said, no, I don't think we can do that. And we sort of said, well, yeah, you can. Here you go. I don't really like the retractable part. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing, I, I often <laughs> I think, think so. like, you know, we always talk, to, like, I know uh, Vic's big on, like, oh, we developed this, we developed that. I'm wondering if other departments have also developed have stuff also that developed. are on yeah. trucks that we don't know. Oh, wonder, yeah. this is cool. wonder why this is on here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because from another department was like, hey, mm-hmm. we should put this on there. So I don't know if. If we're the main designers no. for Hub. Right. <laughs> I don't think we are. The ladder on the rescue, yeah. when we thought of something like that, and they said, no, no, you can't be done. You found a picture of one. found a picture of <laughs> yeah. somebody else that makes one, so they just went and bought it from that company. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of, yeah. I know we're making Hub look bad, though. No, no, I, I don't think we're... No, no, I, no I think they're, they do well, good. I think, actually, it shows that, you know, they want to help. They're looking at they're, they're looking at these designs. We're coming to them, and they're working with us. For as sure. opposed to the other side of, hey, we want this. No, you can't do it. Well, actually, you can't. Well, we're not doing it. Right. Well, yeah, that's the difference, right? Yeah, right? I don't know if you can do that. Well, actually, here's, some, here's some thought. Boom, let's implement that into your next truck. Yeah. And yeah. now we have it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I like some of the stuff like we do after the fact. We get the truck brought here, and then um, we had a guy Barry. He would uh, he would always make kind of weird little modifications that were Custom like the holy the holders for the halt multiple tools. Yeah. In the back end of the truck, the ones we had were a little boxy. They were they would slide around, and uh, he just designed something that's more like more fixed, mm-hmm. and that would hold the things in place better, without the wear on the hoses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we always we can always upgrade stuff later, and that comes back to the fact that we're not governed by a massive um, body of other fire departments, um, where we we can make our own changes to our trucks because it's our trucks. But again, it takes that it takes that thinking outside of the box, and it right. takes that you know <clears throat> the confidence to say you know what, maybe we could, maybe we should. Let's give it a go and let's try and test it and see how it works. But, it shows you're invested in your hall too, because guys are allowed to do stuff like we were all told we weren't allowed to do anything. We'd just be like, "Well, then you do it." And like mm-hmm. someone else yeah. says it, but we're told we can. Oh yeah, well yeah. Let's take a look at that. Let's look. Yeah. Let's see if that works. Let's see if it's the polar opposite of that. Bob's coming around the the majority of us saying, "Hey, we're looking at this in X years. Yeah, this is the time to start to think about it. Look at other trucks. Yeah. Do some searching on the internet. 
whatever, like really make a wish list and then let's narrow that down and there's going to be a committee, I'm sure. Um, and then dial it down into what will work, might work, and what we could do with it. And I'm sure some departments are just like, here's a new fire truck. Oh, we have a new fire truck here. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Like, here's a new truck. Here you go. It's yeah. the same um, as our old one. Yeah. Just new. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for getting that MIG engine mounted on our truck. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one. Just, right, just one. Yeah, we don't put a vehicle. Yeah, 4,000 like, um, <laughs> And instead of a, instead of a deck, I'm going to get a torpedo launcher. Yeah, yeah. a torpedo yeah. launcher. Yeah, SAM site. Yeah, it's oh. deployed. Mutual aid, man, I tell you. Spore the truck. We didn't need the truck. We can just mount it on top of the roof of the fire <laughs> just launch it from here. I can see the safety <laughs> side. I was, I was thinking about that bulldog thing. I, was, I, I, think, I can see the safety side of it, but it does kind of eliminate a lot of your fun, doesn't it? Like bulldog it, thing? Yeah, but it's got like a nozzle on the front of the vehicle that you yeah. control from inside of the cab. Oh, and it's that's like, well, that's kind of fun. That'd be all right. It'd be, like, it'd be, it'd be fun, fun for one Keep guy. Use. Everyone else yeah. is sat in the back with their VAs <laughs> going, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> He's doing it again. <laughs> they got their phones. They got their phones. And all of a sudden, we're back to the issue where we got too many drivers. and. Right. Not enough of the other guys, right? We'll see, we'll take that single MIG engine, we'll put it in the back of the truck, so we'll actually launch the truck up into the air and then shoot with the missiles. <laughs> be perfect. But the missile launcher from the fire hall, that would give the radio guy something. The radio oh, there you go. Yeah. The, the guys yeah. after the truck, the, the bay would be like, oh. I'm going to put dry cam SAM sites on the roof of the hall. It's <laughs> <laughs> outside the box, Carl. Aerial targets. I love it. Uh, I, I still think we're going for the drone fleet. Are we not? Say, yeah. Drone fleet and chimney bombs? Nah, everybody, everybody's got a drone fleet nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's got a SAM site on top of their fire. <laughs> Do they have Shriners? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little Shriners fire truck. <laughs> Love it. Well, gentlemen, uh, so we got for this one. So, uh, Ash, Thank Rob, you. Carl, Kev, Evening, Scott, Good night, and Mr. Spence. Bye, Carl. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.